Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. Now we are going to start with a chapter 18 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban which is the book 3 of Harry Potter series. So let's start. The chapter name is Mooney Wormtail, Padfoot and Prongs. It took a few seconds for the abra- absurdity of this statement to sink in. Then Ron voiced what Harry was thinking. You're both mental Ridiculous, said Hermione faintly. Peter Pettigrew's dead, said Harry. He killed him twelve years ago. He pointed at Black, whose face twitched convulsively. I meant to, he growled, his yellow teeth bared. But little Peter got the better of me. Not this time, though, and Crookshanks was thrown to the floor as Black lunged at Scabbers. Ron yelled with pain as Black's weight fell on his broken leg. Serious no, Lupin yelled, launching himself forward and dragging Black away from Ron again. Wait, you can't do it just like that. They need to understand. We've got to explain. We can't explain afterwards, snarled Black, trying to throw Lupin off. One hand still clawing the air as it tried to reach Scabbers, who was squealing like a piglet, scratching Ron's face and neck as he tried to escape. They've got a right to know everything, Lupin panted, still trying to restrain Black. Ron's kept him as a pet. There are parts of it even I don't understand. And Harry, you, oh, Harry the truth, serious. Black stopped struggling, though his hollowed eyes were still fixed on Scabbers, who was clamped tightly under Ron's bitten, scratched, and bleeding hands. All right, then, Black said, without taking his eyes off the rat. Tell them whatever you like, but make it quick, Remus. I want to commit the murder I was imprisoned for. You're nutters, both of you, said Ron shakily, looking round at Harry and Hermione for support. I've had enough of this. I'm off. He tried to leave, heave himself up on his good leg, but Lupin raised his wand again, pointing it at Scabbers. You're going to hear me out, Ron, he said quietly. Just keep a tight hold on Peter while you listen. He's not Peter. He's Scabbers, Ron yelled trying to force the rat back into his front pocket, but Scabbers was fighting too hard. Ron swayed and overbalanced, and Harry caught him and plushed him back down to the bed. Then, ignoring Black, Harry turned to Lupin. There were witnesses who saw Peter Groot die, he said, a whole street full of them. They didn't see what they thought they saw, said Black savagely, still watching Scabbers struggling in Ron's hand. Everyone thought Sirius killed Peter, said Lupin, nodding. I believed my, it myself until I saw the map tonight, because the murderer's map never lies. Peter's alive, Ron's holding him. Harry. Harry looked down at Ron, and as their eyes met, they agreed. Silently, Black and Lupin were both out of their hands. Their story made no sense whatsoever. How could Scabbers be Peter, Peter Pettigrew? Azkaban must have unhinged Black after all. But why was Lupin playing along with him? Then Hermione spoke in a trembling, would-be-calm sort of voice, as they were trying to will Professor Lupin to talk sensibly. But Professor Lupin, Scabbers can't be Peter Grew. It just can't be true. 
You know it can't. Why can't it be true? Lupin said calmly, as though they were in class, and Hermione had simply spotted a problem in an experiment, experiment with Grindelwald, because because people would know if Peter, Peter Pettigrew had been an enemigus. We did enemigi in class with Professor McGonagall, and I looked them up when I did my homework. The Ministry keeps tabs on witches and wizards who can become animals. There's a register showing what animal they become, and their markings and things, and I went and looked Professor McGonagall up on the register, and there have only been seven enemigi this country. This century and Pete Grew's name wasn't on the list. Harry barely had time to marvel inwardly at the effort Hermione put into her homework when Lupin started to laugh. Right again, Hermione, he said, but the ministry never knew that there used to be three unregistered anemigi running around Hogwarts. If you're going to tell them the story, get a move on, Remus snarled Black, who was still watching Scabber's every desperate move. I've waited twelve years. I'm not going to wait much longer. All right, but you'll need to help me, Sirius said Lupin. I only know how it began. Lupin broke off. There had been a loud creak behind him. The bedroom door had opened of its own accord. All five of them stared at it, then Lupin strode towards it and looked out into the landing. No one there. The place is haunted, said Ron. It's not, said Lupin, still looking at the door in a puzzled way. The shrieking shack was never haunted. The screams and howls the villagers used to hear were, were made by me. He pushed his graying hair out of his eyes, thought for a moment, then said, that's where all of this starts, with my becoming a werewolf. None of this could have happened if I hadn't been bitten, and if I hadn't been so foolhardy. He looked sober and tired. Ron started to interrupt, but Hermione said, Shh! She was watching Lupin very intently. I was a very small boy when I received the bite. My parents tried everything, but in those days there was no cure. The potion that Professor Snape has been making for me is a very recent discovery. It makes me safe, you see, as long as I take it in the week preceding the full moon, I keep my mind when I transform. I'm able to curl up in my office, a harmless wolf, and wait for the moon to win again. Before the wolf's bane potion was discovered, however, I became a fully-fledged monster once a month. It seemed impossible that I would be able to come to Hogwarts. Other parents were not likely to want their children exposed to me, but then Dumbledore became headmaster and he was sympathetic. He said that as long as we took certain precautions, there was no reason I should not come to school, Lupin sighed, and looked directly at Harry. I told you months ago that the Whomping Willow was planted the air I became to Hogwarts. The truth is that it was planted because I had come to Hogwarts, this house. Lupin looked miserably around the room, the tunnel that leads to it. They were built for my use. Once a month, I was smuggled out of the castle into this place to transform. The tree was placed at the tunnel mouth. 
to stop anyone coming across me while I was dangerous. Harry could not see where the story was going, but he was listening rapidly all the same. The only sound apart from Lupin's voice was Gabba's frightened squeaking. My transformations in those days were, were terrible. It is very painful to turn into a werewolf. I was separated from humans to bite, so I bit and scratched myself instead, and the villagers heard the noise and screaming and thought they were hearing particularly violent spirits. Dumbledore encouraged the rumor. Even now, when the house has been silent for years, the villagers don't dare approach it. But apart from my transformations, I was happier than I had ever been in my life. For the first time ever, I had friends, three great friends, Sirius Black, Peter Pettigrew, and, of course, your father, Harry, James Potter. Now my three friends could hardly fail to notice that I disappeared once a month. I made up all sorts of stories. I told them my mother was ill and that I had to go home to see her. I was terrified they would desert me that moment. They found out what I was, but of course they liked you, Hermione, worked out the truth, and they didn't desert me at all. Instead, they did something for me that would make my transformations not only bearable, but the best of time of my life. They became a nemagi. My dad, too, said Harry, astounded. Yes, indeed, said Lupin. It took them the best part of three years to work out how to do it. Your father and Sirius... Here were the cleverest students in the school, and lucky they were because the anemagus transformation can go horribly long. One wrong, one reason the ministry keeps a close watch on those attempting to do it. Peter needed all the help he could get from James and Sirius. Finally, in our fifth year, they managed it. They could each turn into a different animal at will. But how did that help you? said Hermione, sounding puzzled. They couldn't keep me company as humans, so they kept me company as animals, said Lupin. A werewolf is only a danger to people. They sneaked out of the castle every month under James' invisibility cloak. They transformed. Peter, as the smallest, could slip beneath the willow's attacking branches and touch the knot that freezes it. They would then slip down the tunnel and join me. Under their influence, I became less dangerous. My body was still wolfish, but my mind seemed to be become less so while I was with them. Hurry up, Primus snarled back, who was still watching Scabbers with a horrible start of hunger in his face. I'm getting there, Sirius, I'm getting there. Well, highly exciting possibilities were open to us now we could all transform. Soon we were leaving the shrieking shack and roaming the school grounds and the village by night. Sirius and James transformed into such large animals they were able to keep a werewolf in check. I doubt whether any Hogwarts students ever found out more about the Hogwarts grounds and Hogsmeade than we did. And that's how we came to write the murder's map and sign it with our nicknames. Sirius is Padfoot, Peter is Wormtail, James was Prongs. What sort of animal? Harry began, but Hermione cut across him. That was still really dangerous, running around in the dark with a werewolf. What if you'd given the others the slip and bitten somebody? 
a thought that still haunts me said lupin heavily and there were near misses many of them we laughed about them afterwards we were young thoughtless carried away with our own cleverness i sometimes felt g- guilty about betraying dumbledore's of trust of course he had admitted me to hogwarts when no other headmaster would have done so so he had no idea i was breaking the rules he had set down for my own and others safety he never knew i had led three fellow students into becoming a namegi illegally but i always managed to forget my guilty feelings every time we sat down to plan our next month's adventure and i hadn't noticed lupin's face had hardened and there was self-disgust in his voice all this year i have been battling with myself wondering whether i should tell dumbledore that sirius was an enemy enemies but i didn't do it why because i was too cowardly cowardly it would have meant admitting that i'd betrayed with his trust while i was at school admitting that i'd led others along with me and dumbledore's trust will has meant everything to me he let me into hogwarts as a boy and he gave me a job when i have been shunned all my adult life unable to find paid work because of what i am and so i'm convinced myself that sirius was getting into the school using dark arts he learned from voldemort that being an enemigus had nothing to do with it so in a way snape's been right about me all along snape said black harshly taking his eyes off scabbers for the first time in minutes and looking up at lupin what's snape got to do with it he's here serious said lupin heavily he's teaching here as well he looked up at harry and ron and hermione professor snape was at school with us he fought very hard against my appointment to the defense against the dark arts job he has been telling dumbledore all year that i am not to be trusted he was his he has his reasons you see serious hair played a trick on him which nearly killed him a trick which involved me black made a derisive noise it served him right he sneered sneaking around trying to find out what we were up to hoping he could get us expelled severus was very interesting in where i went every month lupin told harry ron and hermione we were in the same year you know and we uh didn't like each other very much he especially disliked james jealous i think of james talent on the quidditch pitch anyway snape had seen me crossing the grounds with madame pomfrey one evening as she led me towards the whomping willow to transform sirius black thought it would be uh, amusing to tell snape all he had to do was prod the knot on the tree trunk with a long stick and he'd be able to get in after me well of course snape cried it if he'd got as far as this house he'd have met a fully grown werewolf but your father who'd heard what sirius had done went after snape and pulled him back at great risk of his life snape glimpsed me thought though at the end of the tunnel he was forbidden to tell anybody by dumbledore but from that time on he knew was of what i was 
So what? That's why Snape doesn't like you," said Harry slowly, "because he thought you were in on the joke." That's right," sneered a cold voice from the wall behind Lupin. Severus Snape was pulling off the invisibility cloak, his wand pointing directly at Lupin. Okay, everyone, the chapter is finished, and we are going to start our next chapter, which is the Servant of Voldemort, in our next podcast. Till then, thank you for listening.